0: You're a monster! Monsters, oh my God. Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters with your host today is Caleb. Dude, what the heck was going on on that Monday night game? I, I... I was kind of embarrassed um to even have, have stayed up and watched that whole game but i don't know who i'm more frustrated with uh the typical bill belichick hey i'm just here to win a football game mentality so i'm gonna let my quarterback throw three times which is unprecedented um and sadly enough only completed two i mean is that just not trusting your quarterback or is that just bill belichick being bill belichick and wanting to win a football game So he's going to keep the ball on the ground. Now, keep in mind, Buffalo's defense was atrocious against that run. Ramondre Stevenson had a pretty good game. Uh, Damian Harris broke a 65-yard touchdown, ended up getting a hammy. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But, I mean, if you can't stop the run, just keep running the ball. But, man, it was just a weird, weird game. I do blame Buffalo for this loss more than I think I will credit Bill Belichick. But, hey, you let me know what you think was kind of upset that I stayed up and actually watched the whole game, but Hey, again, Um, but Hey guys, we got some monster news. We're going to jump into uh, lots of stuff to actually talk about and some stuff I wanted to chat about that. I thought was really cool that I found out yesterday. Uh, So I wanted to share. So uh, Keenan Allen, Hey, he hit the COVID list. It's going to be very interesting. We'll talk a little bit more um, about Jared cook later and some of my streamers and sleepers for today. Um, But Keenan Allen being on the COVID list. I mean, he's going to be out. We'll see for how long sometimes, uh, you know, it could be, he could miss two games or so, but might just be the one. Uh, well, so we'll have to see. Antonio Brown. Um, I thought this was really interesting because uh, it came out that Bruce Arians said that we will address the future knee or the future after he returns. So uh, to me, it almost kind of sounds like they're expecting when he returns maybe to cut him. I mean, I'm not really sure. I'm I'm very intrigued by. By uh, Bruce Arians coming out and just kind of saying, like, hey, we'll address it. We're not going to address it now. We'll address it when he comes back. But I mean, I know that they've got Tyler Johnson, who I was actually, I really like. And then they've got Jalen Darden um, there. But I, I really like both of those wide receivers. So even this offseason, I was absolutely shocked that uh, <laughs> he re signed Antonio Brown with some of these other guys. Um, I think can be up and coming. Oh, and I can't forget about Scotty Miller, by the way, as well. But some of these up and coming guys that are just, they're really talented. I mean, Tyler Johnson, I'm a big fan of, so I think he would have fit the Antonio Brown role without Antonio Brown. So um, keep an eye on that situation. Debo Samuel is expected to play this week. Thank goodness, man. I have to apologize. I thought Brandon Ayuk with Debo gone was just going to be a stud that last week, but he was a joke. So hopefully Tebo Samuel will be able to play this week. Uh, Got a shout out to Detroit, man. The Lions got their first win against Minnesota. I'm sure all of us were kind of like, wow, did that actually happen? No, yeah, it really did. That wasn't a dream. Um, Not that any of us would really be dreaming for Detroit to win, but they did. They played Minnesota and they played them well. Again, Detroit, I feel like, you know, James said this a while ago, is kind of an underrated team as far as, like, their defense isn't that terrible. Their offense... Isn't that terrible, but they just keep finding ways to lose games. If it's bad clock management, you know, coaching, it's just stupid turnovers. They just keep finding ways to lose the game in the fourth quarter. So if they can fix that, they actually might not be, you know, a terrible team moving forward. Corey Davis, guys, out for the year. Um, He's having surgery. Watch out for Elijah Moore. Don't worry. You can also um, look at Jamison Crowder as well on this. Um, I think both of them are gonna be able to step in and, and still be solid number ones. And then Logan Thomas out for the season with a torn ACL. This actually sucks because we we picked him up on our on our uh, listener league. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we played him this week. Had a good week until he tore his ACL, and now he's gonna be gone. Kenyon Drake broke his a uh, broke his ankle. He's out for the season as well. Not that Kenyon Drake's really been on most of our radars, but thought I'd mention it. And then Joe Brady got fired. I mean, this has been making a lot of noise, man, like all over the place. It was his first time coaching and calling plays. So I kind of felt like it was inevitable. This is at any level, by the way. He didn't even do it in college. So, you know, Matt Rule came out and said he doesn't, um, he, he wouldn't have changed anything. He doesn't regret hiring Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator. I think Joe Brady, it's not all his fault. I mean, it's, you know, he's not the one that, really brought in Cam Newton off the street and, you know, and it wasn't his fault that they really wanted to trade to get Sam, you know, Darnold in there. And yes, I mean, a lot of it's going to come back onto him as far as the offensive play call, but I mean, they were lighting it up at the beginning of the year. So, um, you know, we'll just kind of see, I think he'll find a job somewhere else and and he'll, he'll do fine. And then I wanted to bring this because I thought it was really cool. I, I was watching the Monday night game last night and it was, they were talking about it and I wanted to throw it out there because I do think it's something that hits a lot of people. um, Especially, you know, in this pandemic that we still are kind of going in and out of it seems like, but Jordan Pryor, uh, or Jordan Poirier, sorry, uh, came out and he was talking about his alcohol addiction. And so I thought it was really neat. You know, he came out and said that I'm the captain of the Buffalo bills and I'm an alcoholic and, there was this huge story that, you know, that broke for him. And he felt like uh, it was his turn to say something after Darren Waller said something last year, which was also a really cool story. Um, but guys, this is a, it's a time to where you, we gotta, uh, you know, we gotta inspire change. And I think, you know, everybody's been able to deal with life a little bit differently. Um, some better than others. But, you know, life is a struggle no matter, you know, what way of life it is. is If you're a superstar in the NFL or if you're, you know, Joe Smo just walking down the street that works at the grocery store, you know, all life is still going to be complicated and it's going to be difficult. So, uh, guys, you know, consult a mental health, you know, professional. There's there's places all over the place. There's numbers you can call and really go look at that story. You can look at Darren Waller and Jordan Poirier. Uh, I think both of them are excellent stories to read into and I really hope that their testimonies can inspire change and a lot of people that could be struggling especially you know again you know coming out of this hopefully coming out of this pandemic soon but I'm really you know created either in this pandemic or post pandemic so uh go read over that stuff guys It it was really neat All right, let's jump into our streamers and sleepers for this week. Quarterbacks. Got Taysom Hill. Yes, guys, I know I kind of called this, I think, last week. But, I mean, all in all, even though he threw a bunch of picks, wasn't the worst game of his life. Could have been a lot better. But uh, he's going up against the Jets. I mean, they gave up the eighth most points to quarterbacks. I see Taysom Hill, as long as he's going to be healthy with this finger issue and he's going to play, I think he's going to be solid this week. A guy that I'm kind of, kind of people think are sleeping on, I think is uh, Cam Newton. Dude, he came off an atrocious game. Yes, he got pulled, I think even in the game too, but going up against Atlanta again, changing coordinator. I think there's going to be kind of a change in the game plan. I mean, he had a massive game against Washington, which was against his old coach. But even again, that game against Minnesota, he was garbage. But I think Cam Newton, Atlanta's given up the second most points to quarterbacks this year. So I think he's going to have a big game. I mean, yeah, he's not Tom Brady, but Tom Brady torched him. I think Cam Newton's not going to torch him for four touchdowns, but I think he can touch uh, torch him on the ground. So I think that's where I'm really looking more at the fact that he's not only going to have a decent passing game, but he's definitely probably going to rush for a touchdown or two. That's just how he's going to be. Uh, Let's jump into running backs got Dontrell Hilliard. All right, so guys, he's only 41% roster. He's going up against Jacksonville, which gives up the 14th most. Yes, I understand. If you look at the depth chart, Deontay Foreman is technically above him and he did outtouch him, but Hilliard was way more efficient. So I'm going to take my shot with the efficiency. I think uh, this week going against Jacksonville, I would assume that Tennessee is going to kind of manhandle this game. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of uh, rushing to go around, and Hilliard I do think has the better upside as far as the passing game goes as well. So I think he'll get more receptions, which again, more receptions. If you're most people are playing half point or PPR, you're gonna want to have the upside of having receptions. So Dontrell Hilliard, I actually picked him up last week, um, just in case and anticipation for him having a big week this week. So if you snag him now before his game this weekend. I think you'll be pretty happy with him. I also uh, I also like Alex Collins coming back. He should, Pete Carroll says he's going to be back this week. Well, he's hoping to be back this week. So, yes, I know they brought in Adrian Peterson. Yes, I know that Adrian Peterson is getting up there in age as well. But the big thing I'm looking at is Adrian Peterson had 1.5 yards of carry. Now, yes, you know, he's new to the team, but he's not new to the position. So I still think that... If Alex Collins is going to be healthy, I think he's going to get the workload. I do think Adrian Peterson does have the ability to take some touches away, but overall, I think Alex Collins is going to be fine. He is going up against uh, Houston, which gives up the sixth most um, to the to the running back position. So, I think he has the again the upside and the ability to have a big game. And he's only thirty percent, thirty six percent owned. So he's out there in a lot of your guys' leagues in Yahoo uh when i talk about these uh rostered posi- you know these rosters i'm looking at yahoo cuz most people are playing yahoo we do a lot in sleeper as well so if uh we can do sleeper uh rosters as well but most of this is going to be coming out of yahoo uh wide receivers i got two here for you guys tyler boyd 64% owned a little bit more owned than uh, most of these other people i'm talking about but here's the thing he's going up against san francisco and if you really look at like you know the you know the target shares between these wide receivers, uh, Jamar Chase obviously I'm gonna take as the number one. T Higgins I'm gonna take at the number two. I'm putting Tyler Boyd in the number three in that slot position. But and T Higgins has had really good weeks these past few weeks. But Tyler Boyd's still getting high target volumes. So I'm not gonna sit there and say don't try and pick him up and play him when he's seeing some pretty good target volumes. He's got games with eight, seven, eight, seven. And then mixed in in those, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. So in the last six games, he's got four games, seven targets or higher, and he's got two games where he's literally seen just the two targets. The big concern that I have with Tyler Boyd is he got to find the end zone. But if he keeps these targets going, you know, seven targets, five receptions for 85 yards like he did against the Chargers, if he can keep that kind of stuff going, guys, he's going to find the end zone at some point. San Francisco is gives up the 16th most to wide receivers, but I think they're going to primarily focus on Jamar chase and T Higgins, which is going to open up that field for Tyler Boyd guys. The other one I want to talk about is MVS. All right. Yes. MVS. So last two weeks, dude, guys killing it. All right. I know that uh, with Randall Cobb missing some time, we'll see how much time he's going to miss with his groin. But if, if he continues to miss time, MVS is going to slide into that role and be efficient. He had 10 targets for 123 and one against Minnesota. He had nine targets for 50. Both of those he ended up seeing only four receptions out of it. But still, high target volumes, again, going to lead to positive results as far as fantasy goes. So keep in mind, MVS is only 21% owned. He's going up against Chicago this week. We all know what Aaron Rodgers can do against Chicago. So if you're going to want to snag him, snag him. I would, I would put him in a flex this week. So definitely pick them up, anticipate this big week, and then we'll see what happens moving forward with Randall Cobb. Last guy we want to chat about today is Jared Cook. All right, so tight end. Not many tight ends out there that are kind of left that I'm really excited about. But the thing with Jared Cook is he's just consistent, guys. Just look at his targets throughout the whole season. He's never seen less than three targets a game, which is good. And he usually has a very high catch percentage. So he's not going to see a ton of yards. Most tight ends really don't outside of Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, you know, George Kittle, things like that. Most of these guys are going to be around that 40 to 50 yards and maybe a touchdown. I think Jared Cook, again, he's going to probably see four, five, maybe six targets this week, maybe for 30, 40 yards, and you hope that he's going to get in the end zone. But at 45% owned, if you don't have a tight end that you got this week and you've been streaming them all week or you're just looking for a guy to pick up because your guy's on by, Jared Cook's going to be someone that you can definitely take a look at. Keep in mind too, guys, Keenan Allen is not going to be playing this week, most likely because of COVID. So that is also going to open up more targets for Mike Williams. Yes, but I think Jared Cook's going to also benefit from those more targets as well. So guys, that's going to be our streamers and sleepers for this week. You know, I wanted to say thanks again um, for all of you guys taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, and don't forget you can reach out to us you can find us on our website at the fantasymonsters.com. and then you can find us anywhere on social media at the fantasy monsters or the fantasy monsters podcast we're going to have hopefully this friday we're going to do a mailbag session for you guys so please send in your questions and we'll answer them on the podcast for you moving forward into that weekend but thanks again for listening to another episode of the fantasy monsters with Caleb. we'll catch you on thursday